Hello, this is the Donald. Okay, so I might not be able to admit that I lost the election, but I can admit that you're listening to this dangerous podcast. I can now hand over to Johnny Moinders with The Week What Just Happened. Thanks, Donald. My name is Johnny Maunders, and this is The Week What Just Happened. Boris Johnson has been self-isolating after being contacted by NHS Test and Trace following a meeting with an MP who later tested positive for COVID-19. Boris said it all proved that Test and Trace was working. He's completely right. Them calling the Prime Minister is cause for a celebration. No wonder the tracing stats suggest they took the rest of the week off. Matt Hancock reassured us all that self-isolating wouldn't affect the amount of work Boris does. That makes sense. After all, it's a lot easier to do nothing at home. Meanwhile, the government's standards advisor has resigned after Boris backed Priti Patel, despite the advisor concluding she had bullied civil servants, breaking the ministerial code. Boris said he didn't think Patel was a bully. We should trust him. Who better to judge what constitutes a bully than a man who likened Muslim women to letterboxes and told a cabbie to F off and die? Of course Boris is right to back Patel. Independent inquiries are always biased. We should just let Boris be the ultimate arbiter of all accusations of wrongdoing. Perhaps we can do away with trials and juries. Boris can just keep a police report on his desk for two months and then decide if he thinks the suspect is a serial killer or not. As soon as Jeremy Corbyn had his suspension lifted by Labour's executive body, party leader Keir Starmer barred him from sitting under the party banner. It's a bit like being told by your mum to play nice with your cousin and then banning him from touching your Lego collection. Starmer claimed that the ban was because Corbyn had undermined the EHRC report into anti-Semitism in Labour. The report also warned the party leadership against interfering in disciplinary matters and made clear that party members should be able to speak freely about the extent of anti-Semitism within the party. The fact Starmer has now interfered in disciplinary matters to persecute someone speaking freely about the extent of anti-Semitism within the party simply shows how committed he is to following the report. Just the bits he likes. The government has signalled that a public sector pay freeze will be announced in the Chancellor's upcoming spending review. Frontline NHS staff will likely be exempt, but teachers won't be. This makes total sense. Maybe if teachers had selflessly put the lives of themselves and their families at risk by continuing to work in institutions that are hotbeds of transmission, then they could get a pay rise. Oh wait. Anyway, that doesn't matter, because we've got to cut costs somewhere. If we give greedy teachers and social workers pay rises, how will we afford to give £21 million to mysterious consultants to secure £250 million deals with the real PPE experts, Miami jewellery designers? Everybody, my name is Johnny Maunders. My name is Birdie Trail. My name is DJ. That was very professionally done. Well done, DJ. <laughs> Bertie, you, before we started recording, you were about to tell us what you were drinking. Can you tell us now what you're drinking? I'm going to bizarre you, cocktail. I've kept this a surprise for all of two minutes. The surprise cocktail really is a miserable concoction of ingredients. Flat fizzy water. Okay, I'm just going to start it off. I, don't know, I started it the other way. I, I, I started it with the alcohol first. I'm going to start it with the, okay, so flat fizzy water, because it wasn't very fizzy. This is like the kind of cocktail that they would have made like as the Titanic was going down. <laughs> I feel like the Titanic right now. I feel or, like the You know that like end of the world uh, film, like The Road, was based on a book. If they made a cocktail in that, in that film, it would be with flat water. In the film The Green Mile, they'll make you drink this, this cocktail before you get put on the electric chair. Exactly. Anyway, carry on. So we have uncarbonated carbonated water. Yeah, yeah. Basically, basically de-fizzed fizzy water with that little bitter taste that it has. 
way you said that was very funny. Yeah, adds, adds a little something. That, that little bit of taste it has. It's sweet because you know all the bubbles have fucked off and then there's no party in your mouth anymore. But yeah, anyway. We've all um, been there. I guess that's lockdown, hey? I, so, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure this cocktail already is like a metaphor for 2020. Yeah, it's a, it's a metaphor. It is just a, a very apt kind of... Your cocktail... The way you're describing it sounds like you went to a party, but it started off feeling like the end of the sesh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like real kind of like, oh, yeah, we want to keep going, but we just can't. Yeah. Like the party starts by winding down. That's it. it. All right, carry on. Decarbonated carbonated water. So so I'm still on ingredient one. Ingredient two. Natural elderflower cordial. Now we've gone um, posh. Which, yeah, yeah, of course. You've got to add that in for me, you know, because um, everyone loves a bit of cheeky elderflower, especially me. However, it's it's quite difficult to get flavour through. Like, it's, it's very weak cordial. <laughs> And I use a lot of it, but it's never enough. It's never I, enough. I, I, think like we've, I think we've. I think we've. Never enough. I think we're like two minutes into recording. I think we've already got a, a contender for name of the podcast, which is a very weak cordial. A lot of people are going to listen to this podcast and go, "What's a cocktail? What's Bertie's cocktail got to do with politics or being dangerous?" I think it's got everything well, to do with politics, Bertie. Yeah, I'll let you answer that question for me because <laughs> I don't really have an answer for it, but. We'll get to that later. I'll so, think- so, so far we have decarbonated carbonated water and we have... Unsweet elderflower cordial. Unsweet elderflower cordial, <laughs> which is struggling to break it's through. It's not even a word. It's not even a word, word. But it sounds more aggressive than unsweetened. You know, that, yes. that unsweet sounds very sinister. So anyway, yes. <laughs> unsweet elderflower cordial. As, as, as sinister as elderflower cordial can possibly be. <laughs> Yeah, can't forget the ice cubes, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I made sure I put the ice cubes in. You know, it's winter. And, uh... <laughs> You're a stickler for detail, aren't you? Yeah, uh, four ice cubes, to be precise. Okay. Some, some okay. would say that's insane, but, but I beg to get beg to do Four ice cubes, Bertie, four. That's insane. Then I added some of this. Um, it's called Angostura. It's, it's essentially orange bitters, um, oh. which are, okay. yeah, they go, they, they do go quite nicely in cocktails, yeah, but... If Not orange bitches, DJ. That's orange the... bitches. Oh, little Donald Trump, little Donald Trump ladies dancing around me. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> orange bitches. Orange bitters. Orange bitters. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just kind of poured a fair bit of that in there. You don't need a lot, but um, it's nice. It's, it's very good. Um, hence the name, orange bitters. And to top it all off, I didn't even put a slice of lemon or lime in there, which is depressing. I didn't put any lemon juice in there, which actually goes quite well in there as well. I've got the lemon juice. Do you know what? I think that was it. I think that was my cocktail for tonight, my Thursday night cocktail. Thursday night, we'll call it the Thursday night lockdown cocktail. Yeah, I think it's very apt for a Thursday night lockdown cocktail, to be honest. I think this cocktail kind of perfectly sums up how Nigel Farage feels. Oh, and you forgot to even, you forgot to mention the gin. And the gin, of course. Which is like the alcoholic component of it. I must say, a lot of gin went in because, yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing you can really, you know, that, you've got to compensate for all the other shit that's in there, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing that's going to make you drink it. Exactly. So thank you for that, sharing your cocktail recipe with us. That's all right. I will... Uh... If listeners want to try the Thursday evening lockdown cocktail and then send us a picture of their, <laughs> of their efforts, we will probably not look at it, but you're welcome to do so. DJ, can you talk us through the background you've got today? You always so, seem to do something geographical themed. They call it 
background Thursdays. I think I think DJ is a frustrated geographer. I told you I like aced my world geography test. Yeah, that's true. The main thing yeah. people took from last week's podcast. So this is a <laughs> it's a picture of a town, street in a town, and it says in America there is a town. And I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure that picture isn't even for America. I'm pretty sure that picture. <laughs> It just looks so quintessentially British. It does. Everything about that. I approve of that meme. It's it's got it's got comedic sense and geographical sense. That's mm-hmm. that's like the two boxes of comedy to tick, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it really comedy if it doesn't have a geographical element? I don't think so, Johnny. That's like a wider philosophical discussion that we might be able to have. At a later <laughs> point. Is there enough geography in Frankie Boyle's material? I don't know. Right. Is there anything else that we need to say? Any, uh, any other major developments in our lives? the podcast finished isn't it yeah you're back in lockdown what talk to us about it while you're merging into your american uh actually wait hold on i pulled up the thing on my phone that says like the new regulations on the new like lockdown and stuff so yeah it was started yesterday or the day before they said on the news that because it was spiking again that we're going a second lockdown so it says here indoor gatherings outside of one's household are prohibited outdoor social gatherings have to be limited to no more than five people outside your household restaurants and bars so you can't go inside anymore no fitness facilities and gyms i think you get the point just you just like basically you just can't do stuff <laughs> to everything. yeah exactly don't do anything just sit indoors and stare at walls i was i was actually in an indoor gathering when i heard about this that is that is fun. How has your nephew taken the news? I don't know. You don't know. No, he's with his dad. He was busy speaking in tongues. <laughs> Kid is weird, man. It's weird, man. Okay, so this week Boris has been self-isolating, Boris Johnson, because he like met with an MP who's subsequently tested positive for COVID-19. So Boris has been self-isolating. He had to do Prime Minister's questions from Zoom today, which is quite funny. <laughs> Some people are saying that Boris is like really careless and stuff and he's just an idiot, isn't he? It wouldn't surprise me if he did deliberately so he have two weeks off work. How do you reckon he copes on Zoom? Do you reckon it's a strong point? Is he good at IT? Is he bad? No, I think he's awful at IT. I reckon someone has to do it for him. Like he just sits there like with his mouth open dribbling and he's so fucking awkward in person. I can't imagine when he's like Have you met him? No, I mean I mean like when you see him. On the news and stuff. Oh, it's true. I reckon he has like. Why did? Why would you think I know Boris Johnson? I, don't know. <laughs> I think all those, Boris. All those bourbon life, creams you eat. Boris has spent his life trying to be more awkward. He spent his life trying to model himself on Winston Churchill, or mm. or uh, trying to be the most aristocratic uh, prime minister or, or person he can possibly. But he's so fucking goofy about it. Oh yeah, he's like a cartoon character. That's basically what he is. I mean, he is fun to do impressions of and not say any words. We were discussing this earlier. It's yeah. essentially just almighty yeah it's, it's easier to do an impression with him without talking and that's basically how he talks but i reckon he's terrible at computers and i reckon he has like his aide or assistant has to do it for him 
while he just sits there eating like penguin biscuits or something. I'm going to make a, a film reference now. Um, Zoolander. Anyone remember that scene where Hansel and Zoolander are trying to uh, access a file in the computer and mm. someone tells them, it's in the computer. It's in the computer? And then they start getting from the game and go, ah, ah! monkeys just pressing buttons and hitting, hitting the side of the computer. I can imagine that is Boris Johnson all over. Definitely. Just stomping up and down in his suit, getting angry, smacking the thing quite hard. I, re I reckon his assistant comes in and he's and she's like, Boris, look, you've got you've got to be on Zoom in a minute. You've got a meeting, Boris. Or maybe she calls him Bodice. Come along, Bodice, you've got a meeting. Bodice. And then she what she does is she takes over the mouse and she minimizes Pornhub and <laughs> opens up Zoom. And there he is sitting there. And he's probably not wearing any trousers. He's just sitting there in his underwear. With his shirt and tie on. I'd be surprised if I was the prime minister. I'd do that. I'd be like, I'm the prime minister, and I'm <laughs> sat here in my pants. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'd think that. I don't want to meet the king of Sweden. I want to sit around in my pants. Hello, my fellow mortals. It's Big Boris here to teach you how to do the old video conferencing and such forth. We have to do now. Start by titillating your computerization device. You may have what the youth call a laptop. Note, it's not to be confused with a lap dance. Believe me, it gets you into heaps of trouble down a PC world. You'll then be faced with the intimidating blockade that is your interweb browser, usually those jolly fellows down at Googling. Make sure to minimalize your browser. Ah, Pornhub and Pingu's best moments. I'll rejoin you both later. Next, you must initialize your video conferencing application. Some humanoids use Skypay. That sounds a trifle too European for me. I prefer to wield Zoom. Sounds like a race car. Vroom, vroom. Once the application is stimulated, you'll be greeted by your handsome visage. Now you can launch a call, or just like me, you can have a cheeky chinwag with a charming jet looking back at me. Toodle pit, my fellow tech heads. There's another vaccine, isn't there? Moderna. Oh, Moderna. Moderna. Moderna vaccine. Which is an American vaccine. We spoke last week was Pfizer. Now there's another oh, okay. company called Moderna, which sounds like a spa facility in Florida. <laughs> Thermal water spa. It's probably like a nude nudist spa where old retired people go. Yeah. I thought all spas were nudist spas. Maybe Mitch McConnell goes there and gets his back second crack wax is done. <laughs> Mitch McConnell definitely goes there. <laughs> I reckon I reckon Trump goes there, but he waits in the car park because he's scared of other people seeing him naked. <laughs> Melania, I can't go in there. People are going to see my schwanz and I don't want them to see it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that. And your eyes only, okay? I don't want anyone to see my schwanz, okay? I don't want, I don't, I have a really delicate relationship with Mitch McConnell. I don't want him to see my little Donald, okay? You think or, he jerks off with that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Babe, what are you doing? Improvising. You're trying to show us your fingernails. I am trying to show you my fingernails. I'm also trying to show myself my fingernails from close up because normally I don't get that close to my fingernails. Ooh. That's okay. You've got nice nails. They're, they're a bit, bit more bling bling than mine, to be quite honest. Yeah, I still you, bite them. Your, bite looks, them. your looks bitten. Yours look bitten. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we're I'm anxious about politics. I just mm. <laughs> <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> Watching videos of Boris Johnson in his pants biting your nails. <laughs> oh, my mom told me that my dad used to have political nightmares in his sleep and he'd like political wake up. Nightmares. Yeah, like he'd have terrible nightmares of Bush and stuff. We've all had nightmares about Bush. <laughs> you just you get to really, you know. What happened in the nightmares? 
with politics, huh? What happened in the nightmares? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. She just told me that he would have bad dreams and they involved Bush and Cheney, I guess. People like that. Bush and Cheney. <laughs> Cheney dick. <laughs> Probably nightmares about going hunting with Cheney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what my nightmare is? My nightmare is that I wake up and in the corner of my room is Mitch McConnell wearing a Darth Vader mask going... <laughs> my nightmare is <laughs> Boris Johnson sitting on the end of my bed in his a pair of wife fronts and just eating like packet after packet of like wagon wheels, just munching really like loudly. <laughs> and then just talking, yeah, just saying complete rubbish, like random stuff to me and asking for my help to solve Brexit. Goody, talk to me about Brexit. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. For God's sake, I got myself here. Now I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I need a bloody advisor. Come on, Johnny. We need to get Brexit and more wagon wheels. All in, all in. Any more, any more nightmare fantasies about politicians? What about one of Margaret Thatcher coming back to life? And that would be horrible. That would be really. That would be like the worst possible nightmare. I mean, that's 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 the end of the world. I mean, because at least. At least Boris is like, he's just a bumbling idiot, whereas Thatcher is like genuinely, <laughs> genuinely horrible. So if I had a nightmare about, and like, yeah, I think I would, I would be haunted for months afterwards. Yeah. Or Tony I, Blair. I think I dream of Tony Blair would haunt me as well. Yeah, Tony Blair is another, another quite villainous. He's like a James Bond villain, Tony Blair, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. He? He's like, you know, the, the guy who cries blood, maybe. I maybe reckon. Extreme. Maybe a softer Bond villain. I reckon. Still. Because like, he's he seems to be getting like more gaunt as he gets older and like more lizard like, and his I head reckon, gets bigger and bigger. I reckon, yeah, I reckon eventually his skin will just wear away and he'll just reveal some flesh eating alien, just basically eat Gordon Brown or something. Maybe he'll turn into Deadpool. Maybe he'll turn to Deadpool. That's a really random no skin. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I thought, I thought you were just shoehorning a film reference in for no reason. <laughs> That's what we do on this podcast, Johnny. We just get yeah. random film references in. DJ's disappeared. She sent me a video and now it's disappeared. No. No. What I do, I send people videos and names and then I disappear into yeah. the wind. Like Santa like Claus. Mm-hmm. Or the 80s. <laughs> the 80s should have been longer. The 80s? Yeah. I'm not sure. They, they gave us enough <laughs> shit music. I mentioned something about 80s music to my dad. He's like, they made music in the 80s? <laughs> I'm like, you pretentious <laughs> My mum would slap someone for that comment. That is quite a crass comment. My, my mum used to have like a best, best of the 80s cassette tape. And when she used to drive me to school in the morning, we would, or any journey, she would play her best of the 80s and it was total shit. Rick Astley. I love 80s music though. Rick, did you say Rick Astley? Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Rick Astley isn't total shit. Journey, obviously, for there the was, journey. There was no journey on it, but I think it had some Kylie Minogue. I should be so lucky, maybe. What about, I don't know. Well, I was about to say, oops, I did it again. That's not yeah, the 80s. definitely so not 80s, but That's like Girls Aloud, isn't it? Something. I don't know. As we already know from earlier, it's I don't really know. Britney Spears, actually. I mean, I thought I thought that that song was uh, White Christmas was by Frank Sinatra and yeah. Crosby. So I'm, Who I'm does not, that song? Oh, sorry. What song? What what song, DJ? Oh, who does that song? That's like I love it so much. They play eighties teen dramas. It's like, don't you forget about me? Simple Minds. Oh yeah, Simple Minds. Yeah, from from Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. 
I love, love the Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles. I mean, there's some weird shit they say in Sixteen Candles, but I mean, you look over it. I love those John Hughes <laughs> movies. When I when I was like a teen, when I was like leaving school, I started uni. I was obsessed with those films. Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Good shit. John Hughes knew his. I kind of feel like watching it now. Yeah, so do I. I like, like breakfast club kind of day. This is a breakfast club. I'm the only one actually eating breakfast, though. Who would you be in the breakfast club? I know who you would be in the breakfast club. I totally know who DJ would be in breakfast club. Wait, who do you think I would be? You would be the one that <laughs> doesn't say anything, and then the like, weird girl in all the black. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> I, I can't remember the character's name. So the weird one. You're the weird one. I kind yeah. of I like um Alison Reynolds, the basket case. That's what she that's what that she's called. Yeah. The what what's the other girl's name? The girl in pink. Molly Molly Ringwald. Yeah, but the character. Yeah. I can't remember. You want to be her? Ideally. <laughs> but who I'm probably more of the other one. Who are you who are you, Bertie? Um, I'm just looking at the cast now. I'm I'm gonna say I'm Ron Dean. I reckon Andy's father. <laughs> I can see it. I think you see the resemblance. I really, really, really wanted to be John, the bully, the criminal. When I was like, really, yeah. I see more as a. You're gonna say the blonde, uh, the like kind of dorky one. Yeah, thank you, John. I think you're John Bender, the one who wants like kill himself. That one. That's what you want me. That's that's basically that's basically DJ's that's DJ's revenge. Welcome back to Sakir Starbot's Guide to Being Opposition Leader. Go on popular radio show Desert Island Discs. Select an England football anthem to show the media and their presence that you're a mega blokey patriot that loves England, unlike your communist predecessor. I came across a redhead before, a girl who was... You came across a redhead before? I'm sorry. kind of... I've definitely, I mean, I've made ginger jokes before, but I never took it seriously. I didn't realize for a long time that people like Everyone thought takes it, ginger I, seriously, though. That's why. <laughs> I, didn't realize, I didn't realize that people were actually serious about being like about being ginger, you know, hating gingers and stuff. You can't take yourself seriously if you're ginger. You have to laugh about yourself. Johnny's lucky he's born with comedic genes because if he wasn't, he'd be a very sad person. It's definitely not. I'm keeping that in. I need to be regulated, honestly. I'm like a child. By marijuana. Is this gin? Honestly. It's this gin. It's not me. It's the it's the orange bitters. It's the orange bitters. It's the extremely bitter cocktail. It's the elderflower cordial, I tell you. <laughs> the very secretly sweet but unsweet cordial. Yeah, exactly. That cordial. Not a bit like a death eater there, right? Yeah, she does like a, a death yeah. eater. Well, you need to just make a very and then, shrill. And then queen. she gets upset that I liken her to that character from Breakfast Club. So, that wears all the. Sorry, bags. I zoned out for a second. That's okay. That's all right. Your face zoned out as well. You were like, you were yeah. in another realm. You were in another dimension. I'm usually at least in two realms at the same time. She, she was in the upside down from Stranger Things. Not this time. <laughs> oh, now she's just gone. Going, going, gone. Dominic Cummings. It smells going. so good in here. I have I got this incense called Berry Dreams. Oh. Berry Dreams. Ooh. What? Should be your berry dreams. You want to see them? 
Is it incense? I'm not sure where we're going with this. No, yes. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. You don't have to get them. I'll show you my berry dreams. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's, she's actually gone to get the berry dreams now. Oh, look at that. Oh, I'm glad you showed me them. That's made my day. Oh, look at those berry when dreams. When you're dadass. Oh, they're fairy, fairy dreams. I thought oh, they were berry dreams. Fairy dreams. Look at those fairy dreams. Those are good fairy dreams. Do we all have ADHD? You have qualifications. Expect to have ADHD? <laughs> I don't think Bladzi has ADHD. I, I don't mm. think I have it. I mean, I, I, I have not done the test, though, so I don't know for sure. But I don't think I have it, no. I reckon DJ has ADHD. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really mean saying that. I'm going to label yeah, you. I wish I was like diagnosed with something like that when I was younger. I feel like it helps a lot. But... Yeah. I'll get you some amphetamines. <laughs> have you seen The Queen's Gambit, the film? No. I, I, I love the way you have to clarify the film. It's not a film, it's a series. <laughs> Because it's about someone who takes a lot of a lot of pills and becomes becomes very good at chess. So you're saying that if I up my dose, and I, ginger. Have... Okay, so you're saying that if I up my dose, I will be good at chess. I'm saying that you're ginger. I'm pretty you good have, at chess anyway. You have pills, and you might already be quite good at chess. I don't know. I've never played I am, you. I am so good at chess. you could then become. <laughs> you're saying that you're very very entitled to that. I'm good at chess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know I am. Very proud of it. So I can be good at chess, but like I'm slow at it. And then like I always end up getting really lazy like halfway through and I just yeah. kind of like give up. Yeah. I like that. I'm like that with Scrabble. I I start yeah. I know I know Word. lots of words. Word. And I just Word. and then I just like, oh what's the point? Just put and <laughs> or or like I'll, I'll like only allow myself to put dirty words down. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone does that. Like if you if you get the you know if you get the option to put the word uh, ball bag down, you're not going to put ball down, are you? You're going to put ball bag. I love the way of all the words available. You went for ball bag. Well, I was thinking something scrotum related. That's not the actual like because ball bag isn't a word. It's two words put together, isn't it? Yeah, so, so it doesn't even work then. Exactly. That's the whole point. You you end up putting words that don't exist down. Because you would argue that it's a word because you use it all the time. My grandmother once played with me and basically put down genitals and cubic, pubic, sorry. And <laughs> <Pubic. laughs> oh, grandmas have the, have the filthiest sense of humor. Yeah, they do. And I only learned this like a couple of years ago. I was playing Cards Against Humanity with my grandma, my mum, and my grandma's friend. That's that's and how card. That's how grandma won every round. She's such a filthy-minded. That's exactly. Cards Against Humanity was designed to be played with you, with your grandmother by conservative grandmas. It's best if you play it with your family, and then you like it's always so surprising who ends up yeah. winning. <laughs> My mom finds everything offensive in life, right? Uh-huh. And then, but when she played Cards Against Humanity, she became a different person, and she kept using oh, like, yeah. the dead babies card for everything. It's different oh, when you're trying to win, huh? You see everyone's dark side in that game. It's difficult for me because everyone already sees my dark side. So yeah, I feel like that's the same with me. Like I feel like I'm a known quantity in that game. Whereas you get those people who have that quiet sense of humor. They're more they're actually more dangerous. They should be doing yeah. this podcast, not us. People know that I'm filthy, so it's not yeah. a surprise or unpleasant. They know that, you know, we're just a couple of dirty dogs, whereas them, they yeah. they've got something, some deeper, darker secret in there. 
Yeah. I'm so inappropriate. Sometimes I worry if I'm badly influencing my nephew. <laughs> it's, it's way too late for that, DJ. It's way too late. tell him off for things, and I'm just like, they're quiet because I let him do it or because I want him to do it. <laughs> considering he was speaking in tongues in his sleep, I think it's too late. So you're you're just there to help him fulfill his role as the Antichrist. Exactly. So you need to you need to make a documentary and call it the the, the exorcism of Seattle. I'm the exorcism of Washington State. <laughs> I think we should make I think we should make a documentary about DJ's nephew. It's gonna happen by the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Dangerous exorcism. Yeah. We'll call it. Definitely the most dangerous thing to ever happen in Seattle. What's wrong with being the Antichrist? You'd be a good guy, right? Yeah, good guy, really. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Destruction is necessary. Oh, anarchism. I mean, I feel like you are the Antichrist right now because you keep disappearing and shit. And yeah. you're also rocking backwards and forwards, which is kind of scaring me. <laughs> I do that a lot. I always wonder what people think of me. Like, I was like such a freak. I was at my around there like kind of like boozy and stuff and like <laughs> I went out to have a joint and it was one of those ones that gets it has like wax in it yeah and wow. it was getting really dirty I realized I was getting on my fingers and stuff and this is like morning I'm like in weird clothes because I just got out of bed and this woman passed me one of her neighbors that gave me like kind of a weird look her dog was like kind of trying to say hi to me but she was pulling him away and just like glaring at me and then when I got back to the room, I realized that some of the wax had like gotten on my mouth. It's and it actually looks like earwax. <laughs> so it looked like you had been munching someone's ear. Ooh. It looked like I had just like this weird homeless person that was just like covered in. It probably looked like DJ was doing like giving homeless people wet wellies. <laughs> <laughs> the tongue, gross. Where do where do we go from here? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Where, like, where... Let's go. Let's go from the Antichrist to Jeremy Corbyn. That seems like a logical step. I feel like, yeah, the opposite of the Antichrist. Yeah, uh, there's no crazies listening to this that are actually going to think that he's the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> Some people already believe that. But yeah, so Jeremy Corbyn. Well, last week we talked about how was it the week before? So he got suspended the week before. And now, what are you doing, babe? You rocking? That was experimenting with different angles. That looks like someone's like Tinder picture. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That weird, that weird yes. creepy guy on Tinder. Yeah, so Jeremy Corbyn, who got suspended for the Labour Party a couple of weeks ago, got let back in by the executive committee of the Labour Party, and then Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, is like, no, you ain't sitting as a Labour MP anymore. So, like, uh, 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 you have to sit as an independent. So, he's been let back into the Labour Party, but he hasn't really been let back into the Labour Party. So, it's, it's a complete mess. And, like, apparently, Jeremy Corbyn's lawyers are now launching a challenge. And loads of left-wing MPs, or quite a few left-wing MPs, are angry about it. And some union people and loads of left-wing Labour members are really upset. So, yeah, just more evidence of okay, so I don't being a balance. Part of, like, British politics. Why can they do that to him? I don't really know, to be honest. But it's because the leader... So he's still an MP, but he's not officially a Labour Party MP at the moment. So basically the the leader of a political party can effectively kick people out of the party. So 
he can say, so you could just, if you're Keir Starmer, you can say, well, you're not a Labour MP at the moment. You're still, he can't stop him being an MP, but he, he's not representing Labour anymore. Okay. So it's really messed up. Welcome to Sir Keir Starbot's Guide to Being Opposition Leader. After suspending your popular socialist predecessor, wait for the party executive to let him back in, and then, when his supporters are celebrating, announce that you won't let him represent the party. Ha ha! And the irony of all this is that Keir Starmer keeps saying, oh, we want to be like united, we want unity, but this is just making it like civil war, you know? There's going to be loads of... And loads of Labour members are leaving anyway. So, because of all this stuff. So it's just messy, really. Just crazy. It's not good, really, is it, for Labour? They're it's... not going to be giving t- the Tories a run for their money. No, exactly. And that's the whole thing, is that while all this is happening... You've got to challenge people in government. You've got to exactly. stand up for what you believe in. You've got to, yeah, you've got to challenge people effectively, and I don't think they're going to be able to do but that. Take the fight to them, and it's not happening because Kistama's an idiot, and he's just. What's happening? It's a civil war, isn't it now? Just a robot. Kistama's a robot of the establishment robot sent from the future to destroy all signs of socialism. He's a cheeky Dalek. And he's not even. He doesn't even have the charisma of Arnold Schwarzenegger. So. Get so to the chopper! No. Get to the chopper. <laughs> I'm going to destroy socialism from the Labour Party. Speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, you have to watch Killing Gunther if you haven't already. Have to watch what? Killing Gunther. What's that? It's an absurd comedy. It's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, and it's fucking gold. I'm definitely going to watch this. I did do an Arnie. Uh, I, I did an Arnie. What's it called? Marathon back in my freshest year. What films did you watch? So many. That, that I, I love them. I watched them. I watched them all drunk as well, so I didn't really. It's the best way to watch the movies, so you don't remember how shit they were. <laughs> you reckon that's what he says about it when he watches his own film? Yes. Right? He probably he goes. I've watched these movies so many times. I fucking hate them. The shit. Like, I've only just realized I... that Kindergarten Cop is a comedy. I thought it was a serious action movie. I must admit, when I was a kid, I genuinely loved Kindergarten Cop. I don't know why. I used to like uh, Twins as well. Oh, yeah. I know that one. I haven't watched that as an adult, though. That's a great film. That's a great film. I can't remember what the short guy's called in it, though. Danny DeVito is the short guy. Oh, it's Danny DeVito. Let's, yeah. not, let's not diss Danny DeVito here, okay? Oh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is insane. Yes. It's not, it's not... I want a life-size cutout of him. So do I. I'd love one. I think it's like... I want a life-size cutout of him with a rum hat. Yes. Rum is should... actually really good. Him as a penguin poster on my wall. Danny DeVito as penguin. As a penguin or as the penguin? The Danny DeVito penguin. Okay. That's actually my favourite Danny DeVito character. No, it's just, no, that's just your favourite Danny DeVito. Of all the Danny DeVitos, that was the favorite, my favourite Danny DeVito. <laughs> that's just my favourite thing in the world. The Danny DeVito penguin. Oh, poor Danny I love DeVito. So I love Danny DeVito. And he's a Corbyn supporter as well. So, get him on the get him on the guest list. And I'm, but yeah, I'm putting Danny DeVito on our list of guests. You you mentioned him in one of your uh, your episodes. Your it was. Yeah. What was it Danny DeVito or Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci. Yeah. I'm putting Danny DeVito because the thing is, he probably would actually accept to be on this podcast. Why do you assume that he's got nothing better to do other than? Very much. Question. I think Danny DeVito could be on our podcast. That'd be quite cool. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about the Sainsbury's advert. Oh, yeah, talk about the Sainsbury's advert. Yeah, so uh, 
for those who didn't know, there was a Sainsbury's Christmas advert, you know, just like they do every year, you know, because it's Christmas where people are getting in the mood and they're getting festive and they have a video of a family and they're together and they're eating food and they're unwrapping presents and the kids are happy and smiling and dancing and there's songs and there's decorations and just really good times. But but this wasn't... The times um, were had by all. But this, this, this wasn't to the, to the taste of some of the British public who believed that it was a crime for all of the British family to be black and complained about it to the to Sainsbury's directly. Uh, yeah, I've seen yeah. this. It's absolutely mental. So yeah, literally, you know, bringing the the words "white Christmas" to a to a new to a new level of meaning. I think there with there. Why do people get so? Well, I guess because they're racist. Yeah, pretty much. I hear that shit sometimes. Like when there's a black person or family or something in like an advert, and it's just like, oh, what's with this whole diversity thing? forcing diversity it's like no one's forcing it they're just people yeah <laughs> they're just people having a nice christmas you're not allowed to have a nice christmas you know it's just like what what gives you what gives you the idea that like that, that christmas is just something that you celebrate yeah, you realize exactly. that there are christians all over the world in so many different countries and all different color people you realize that they're not just in england yes a good Christmas must be a rainy English Christmas. There's never any fucking snow here. We're always miserable because it never snows. Okay, so like I don't, yeah, I don't even know what these people are complaining about. They're just bitter because it doesn't snow. That's that's what they're bitter about. Is that it's not a white Christmas in the snow sense. So they want it to be a white Christmas in another sense. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've even seen people saying threatening to boycott. I've even seen people threatening to boycott Sainsbury's. And I say, yeah, if you, that's it. Why don't you just boy people who want to boycott Sainsbury's, just, they should just boycott life, those people. They should boycott existence. I would rather that. Like someone, I saw someone put a post though, and I, I like this. They say, maybe Sainsbury's just didn't fancy an advert about a sad twat who's pissed by 12 p.m. watching reruns of Mrs. Brown's Boys while his wife does all the cooking just so some racist knob could relate. <laughs> I think that sums it up. That's so accurate. Sorry, sorry that Christmas that. isn't about you, mate. Exactly. I'm sorry that, you know, Sainsbury's Christmas advert wasn't set in a suburban Witherspoons and um, <laughs> with everyone sitting there eating port scratchings, wanking to pictures of Jeremy Clarkson. You know, unfortunately, that's not how the world works. I noticed like British households eat like the same thing for Christmas that they've kind of eaten during like any Sunday roast. Do something different. I don't know. Well, Someone invited me on Christmas once. They were Polish and that was like the best meal I ever had for Christmas. What did they have? I don't remember. It was fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Sausage, maybe. Polish sausage. Polish sausage. I'd, I'd hope it was a bit more than just a sausage, but I'm dreaming of a Christmas sausage. Good. There were sausages, I think. Yeah, I'm really hungry yeah, now. My tummy's rumbling. I just <laughs> ate. I had a soup, and it wasn't very filling. I had pizza. Just to add to my my miserable Thursday. Oh, I'm uh, gonna make sausage after this. You're gonna make a sausage. You're gonna make a sausage. Why are you gonna do that? I fill don't... a condom with meat. I didn't know you were a sausage producer. <laughs> that's what you were studying in in the uk sausage production sausage production where did you go did you go to the richmond factory in doncaster title of my sex tape she did an internship <laughs> at Wolves. yeah i'm sure i'm sure greg's will do a christmas advert that will please please those people 
buy a steak pasty this Christmas. A festive steak pasty. Sorry, <laughs> the camera's got much closer to my face. Just realized yeah, that. You're going for another t- Tinder shot. All this talk of sausages has gone you, made you go full Tinder. It has. Welcome back to this dangerous news. Time is a bit after it was earlier. We'll soon be joined by Mary Berry with the weather. In the meantime, Boris Johnson has backed Pretty Patel, despite an independent inquiry finding that she had bullied civil servants. Well, earlier, I spoke to the junior minister for Sonning or other, Nick Fumble. He was struggling with the coffee machine, but I'm glad to say that he joins us now. Morning, Minister. Howdy. I, I mean, hello. Uh, nice mocker, by the way. Minister, why hasn't the Home Secretary resigned? Well, uh, oh yes, I know this one because she hasn't done anything wrong. The inquiry accused her of bullying. Look, the, uh, the the PM is right. I don't think Pretty is a bully. She can be very intimidating, of, of course, and, he, and even a bit bullyish. But she's uh, um, n- not a bully. You think Pretty Patel is bullyish? No, I, I, I didn't say that. But, um, but look, I, I work with civil servants. Sometimes a bit of joshing can be good for morale, not bullying, but joshing. You know, aggressive post-it notes or fat jokes, that sort of thing. J- just, just don't put their phone in the microwave. Sorry, Clive. You've got to be aware, you know. Some of them are, are just, you know, um, well, pricks. Junior Minister Nick Fumble, thank you. Can we do that again, please? Doing all the poses. Okay, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening. Oh, Peace out. Thank you. Stay dangerous. Stay drunk, high, sober, wherever you all are. So chill. That gin's gone right to my head. <laughs> so. <laughs>